This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Eight at eight o'clock. Let's get you guys your eight stories that you need for the day. One. One. Thank you. Uh, D'Amico Ryans, he is the uh, Pro Football Writers of America Coach of the Year. The first Texans head coach to ever win the award goes back many, many, many decades. Um, the big question now, does D'Amico Ryans win the AP Coach of the Year? That's the one that's the most recognized one. That's the one that will get handed down um, next, uh, they're the week leading up to the Super Bowl, I should say, at the NFL Honors. Four Houston so, Texans, real quick, Seth, four Houston Texans nominated for their respective awards. C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson, Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year. They're among the five finalists there. D'Amico, Coach of the Year. Bobby Slowick, Assistant Coach of the Year. So those guys will be, like, I mean, Will and um, Will and C.J. will be there at the NFL Honors Awards, I would guess. I would guess so, nominees. too, yeah. I think sometimes co- coaches and executives love to act like they're too busy to attend stuff like that, so I'm guessing they won't be there. Mm-hmm. So I remember one year after the Bucks won their Super Bowl, I remember John Gruden sent a video message, you know. and uh, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're grinding too hard to, to partake in stuff like that, usually. Um, I, I, the one thing about the Pro Football Writer Awards is that it's it's a little bit weird to me that both your offensive and defensive rookie of the year awards for pro football writers were Texans, but the guy who drafted them uh, wasn't the executive of the year. So Casario, not the executive of the year. Has that one been hand? That official executive of the year been handed down? The pro football, not the, well, the pro football writers. One okay, got been, you. Yeah, who won yeah. it? Um, guy from the Lions, Brad Holmes GM from the Lions, Brad yeah. Holmes. Yep, Brad Holmes. He did good. He, I mean, he, you know, that's <laughs> there's there's a lot of good executive jobs this year. I, I think I think the executive of the year award is the that, I think the Pro Football Writers is the one that usually gets cited. That's the for that. recognized yeah, I one. Think, I don't think the AP does that one. Gotcha. Two. All right, let's get to uh, the coaching cycle here, and let's start with Atlanta. Bobby Slowick interviewed in Atlanta yesterday. And at the home of Arthur Blank. So I know there's some understandable nervousness among Texan fans who want to keep Bobby Slowick here. That nervousness washed away just a few hours after the reports of the interview because the Atlanta Falcons chose Raheem Morris, Seth, as their new head coach. Raheem Morris, who had been in the building with them and had actually coached several games in the 2020 season after they fired Dan Quinn, um, he is now the full-time head coach a few years later here in Atlanta. One thing that I enjoyed on social media, at least during this, I, I noticed it more with the Atlanta job than the other ones, and it, it seemed like it picked up uh, a lot when it was reported that Bobby Slowick was at Arthur Blank's home. Uh, was 
Texans fans creeping into the comments uh, claiming that Bobby Slowick sucks and he's awful and you guys shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of false flag operations going on. Where uh, <laughs> And Falcons fans were getting fed up with it. Anytime a Falcons fan would get excited about Slowick, there'd be some Texans fan being like, no, he's trash, he's garbage. And I would go and I spent too much time doing this. I would go and look at that Texans fan um, whose previous post would be like, oh, I hope we don't lose Slowick. Yeah, God, I hope yeah. we don't lose Slowick. Yeah. <laughs> good psychological warfare, Texans fans. Absolutely. That's good. That's yep. good. It might have worked. Maybe Arthur Blank was on his Twitter and, and saw all those comments and, and fell for it. Washington and Seattle are the two remaining openings for jobs in the NFL. I, I feel very strongly that Bobby Slowick is going to be the offensive coordinator for the Houston Texans next year. I don't think, my opinion, I don't think he's getting either of those jobs hmm. in Washington and Seattle. You it makes me want to, it makes me want to, your confidence makes me want to find ways to be confident that he's going to get the Washington job. But I don't want him to get the Washington job. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm it's, walking off. It's a struggle. I'm walking off this set. It's a struggle. The, the desire to keep Bobby Slowick with the desire for me to be wrong. It's strong. I know. It's, it's battling. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the dark and the light. It's the Im- irresistible force meets the What's immovable the, object. What are the different? What are the different forces in Star Wars? There's the there's the force, and then there's the, the dark side of the force. Yeah, there's. The, oh, oh, so yeah. what's the good side of the force called? Uh, the good side of the force. I don't the know. Skywalker side. Yeah, the, the dark is. Do they the, not have a name for the good side of the force? I don't know. T- text in nerds. Um, and, t- and I'm a nerd too. I don't know. Clown ben, ben probably knows. Wizards. Ben knows not not ben, not that you're a nerd. Ben, you say you, light and dark side. Yeah, light and dark. And the darker the Sith often, right? Yes. Sith. Yeah. Jedi yeah. and Sith. Jedi and Associate Sith. There you go, Sith. Seth. Jedi and Sith. There you go. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. There you go. Sith's a cooler name. Yeah. Sith well, Lord. and they're cooler too. The Sith. Yeah. They, are, are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they get all the ass. Three. It's true. Got Natalie Portman. Not, yeah, can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> Light side comes driving in in his Prius. <laughs> his Prius lands here. Oh, yeah, meanwhile, Sith Lord drives in in an oh. Ram Charger. <laughs> yeah, are you kidding me? A Chevy Star Destroyer. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to um, other Texans coaching news. Gerard Johnson, if you missed it, we just mentioned this about 20 minutes ago. But uh, Gerard Johnson, his fourth interview upcoming here for an offensive coordinator job. The Pittsburgh Steelers are now in on Gerard Johnson. So Cleveland, the Saints, the Eagles, and the Steelers um, are all in on Gerard Johnson. And it would appear, if I'm right, it would appear that Gerard's chances of becoming an OC in Houston will at least be put off by another year if Bobby Slowick indeed does return. Um, the uh, Would you, like, Saints, Browns, Eagles, Steelers... If you were Gerard Johnson or you were in his camp, uh, would you be looking at any of these jobs in particular saying, oh, yeah, got to get that one? Saints, Browns, Eagles, Steelers. Yep. Um, Saints, Browns, Eagles, Steelers. Boy, Browns, hmm. Browns you're, Browns, you're not calling plays. That's the only thing. Stefanski oh, that's calls right. The plays. Yeah. Eagles, the reclamation project, would, uh, and you get to be – that might be the quickest – that might be the quickest avenue to a head coaching job, too. Yeah. If, uh, if you go in and, and get Jalen Hurts looking like he did last You've year. You've seen it with Jalen Hurts before. Two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can go back and tweak. I bet he, he's probably looked at it and thought about, like, okay, maybe this is what was different. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would take the Eagles. Four. Four. All right. Uh, other head coaching news. Another vacancy filled. Dave Canales hired as the head coach in Carolina. So the job that was widely thought of, to be the worst of the openings this go-around because of the owner. 
I think makes a pretty good hire based on the guys that were probably going to be interested in this job. I know a lot of big names interviewed for it. I think Vrabel interviewed for it. I can't imagine Vrabel and Dave Tepper in the same building with each other. Um, but I think Seth, Dave Canales, who, for those who need to get up to speed, he was the OC for Baker Mayfield this year, and Baker Mayfield had his best season as a pro. He was the quarterback's coach when Geno Smith resurrected his career in Seattle. And now they're looking to resurrect the career of a guy who's been in the league for one year, Bryce Young. I wonder if, um, you know, Dave Canales, if you go into a job and you've got an owner like Dave Tepper, I think you gotta, you got to go into it with eyes wide open, listen to everything everybody tells you about it, and know that, like, all right, are you prepared to stand your ground and get fired for it? It's just as simple as that. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, the, 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 he's going to be a combative owner. Like, at times, he may disagree with you. He'll probably respect you for pushing back you know I don't Dave Tepper as weird as he is doesn't strike me as a guy that's going to get overly sensitive about you know one of his employees getting back up in his face he probably likes it a little bit um but if you don't see eye to eye on how you're handling your quarterback or something at some point you're gonna have to draw the line you know what it is Sean Mm. it's like you it's like when you're um a private jet pilot like so like the pilot no matter how rich your the passenger is the pilot is in charge like that, that, that billionaire in the back seat cannot tell the pilot to fly through that thunderstorm. Um, you know, and any good pilot will <laughs> right. use that, use that power. Like he's not just gonna, as long as he's, you know, comfortable and is willing to get fired because that's what's right. So Canales has to be like Dave Tepper's private jet pilot. Well, and you pointed this out earlier too, which is like, look, Canales is a young coach. There's play. If it goes wrong, it's gone wrong. If it goes wrong, we're at the stage now where when it goes wrong in Carolina, yeah. the rest of the league realizes, like, okay, well, that's just a toxic situation. <laughs> like, that's just – that's a bad situation. And I would understand Dave Canales going and getting a payday. If, if The other know. thing about Dave Canales, though, is, too, he's not that young. He's 42. And it just – he looks – these guys are – He looks younger. I'm so blown away by how much different football coaches look today than yeah. they did when I was coming up. Like that, they're so they were they're so much healthier now. I think the the amount of exercise done. Uh, I think maybe an emphasis on sleep. I think they all they still don't get enough sleep, but they prioritize it more than coaches used to in the past, where it was almost a point of pride to get like two hours of sleep in a night, and then uh, just le- less smoking and drinking too. Uh, it's just uh, it's it's impressive. It's I impressive. think it's a microcosm of society. Don't you feel like everybody like the you know the various ages now look younger than they did. Say twenty years I, yeah. ago, you know. I think smoking is probably the biggest difference. Right, right. In, in, in society at large, yeah. There's no secondhand ages smoke. You really, really it ages fast. everybody yeah. when you're around it all the time. You don't even need to be smoking oh, yeah. yourself. You know what I mean? Like the yeah, yeah. Bastards kids, smoking kids. in diners yeah. and things like that. That used to be the worst part about going out. Was like you'd feel like crap the next day. And I, you know, I never realized how much a smoke it was until I went to I went to visit my brother in California yeah. when they were the only state that had banned smoking in bars. And I remember I went out one night and I woke up in the morning. And I'm like, what is this? What is this feeling of like I could actually wear these clothes again? Right. Like, what's a, <laughs> and my I, 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 my head feels clear. What the hell? Yeah, I think now, like, God, did I go to bed smelling like smoke some nights, like that bad? Like, I, if I were somewhere with smoke now, I'd be, I mean, I shower before I go to bed anyways, but I'm sure when I was much younger and well, drunker, I would just yeah. pass out in my bed. I'm like, God, did I pass out with this much smoke musk on me? Ugh. I, I don't know if it's changed in the last few years, but in League City, it's, um, it, it, it wasn't. Like you could you could smoke indoors in certain establishments. There's still places it. like that still, around here. Yeah, and you walk in and you're like, holy crap! Yes, yeah. but I get a little bit nostalgic for it. 
It's enough now that yeah. uh, if it was my everyday bar, I might not like it. In small doses, but, yeah. But yeah, when I when I smell, I'm like, oh, dad. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Gotta put on some yeah, pearl. Why do I want to put on some Pearl Jam right now? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. You get nostalgic. Five. Five. All right, um, Kayshawn Booty. He is, uh, of course, former LSU wide receiver, soon to be former New England Patriot wide receiver. I might guess here. He's six round pick of the Patriots, who was at a t- at one time viewed as one of the best wide receivers coming out of college, played his rookie year in New England, and yesterday was arrested in Baton Rouge for betting while under the age of 21 back when he was at LSU in the 2022 season. Placed over 8,900 bets in a year. That's incredible to me. Dude, that's 25 bets a day. If you bet every day, every day of the year, that's 25 bets a day. Now. You know what, though? Go ahead. Probably a lot of live wagering going on where you're in-game and you're placing bets, and so that speeds things up, I guess. That's the scary thing about the cell phone part of it. I mean, it becomes like a slot machine, doesn't it? Yes. The the fact that you can do it on on your smartphone – it's it's got that addictive quality and the ease with which you can ease. do it. That yeah, and yeah. you can place a bunch of two dollar bets and it, yeah, yeah. He bet on a parlay on himself back in twenty twenty two against Florida State over eighty two and a half yards receiving and a touchdown. He had two catches for twenty yards in that game. He used his mom's credit card to place all these bets, and his ID was the very mysterious <laughs> Kayshawn Booty oh one. <laughs> The best is the O one. <laughs> He's the first Kayshawn Booty. Hey, you know what? That's it. Just reminds me. There's a kind of a line in the NFL where there are like every year you see rookies, and and they'll be in camp. And you're like, man, why did this guy get drafted where he did? Because he's just like ethereally athletic. Yeah. And then yeah, then after a while, some of the mental errors they make you start seeing, and then you realize, oh man. This kid's been late to meetings like four days in a row. And it's a shame because some of them are just, they just can't get out of their own way. It's crazy. Good kids, you yeah. know? Like yeah. they just, Not they bad just guys. can't get out. And they're so gifted. Yeah. They're so gifted, but you can't, you can't run a team like that. Nope. You can't, like, you'd have to assign a babysitter to them 24 hours a day. Yep. It's just, it's too bad. And, and Keishon Butte might be one of those guys. Maybe he'll figure it out, though. Who knows? But the boy, using his own name is the big, yeah, that's, that's the, big the tell. dumbest thing. He just, Keishon. yeah, yeah. Yeah, just not smart. Um, one other story out of the wagering community, the National Fantasy Football Championship acknowledged Wednesday in a post on its website that an employee used internal controls to make advantageous, advantageous changes to a contestant's roster after games had kicked off. This is a fantasy contest, Seth, involving playoff games, and you had somebody inside that company. The, the prize, by the way, is $152,000. And you had a, an employee inside that company going yeah. and basically changing Ross, a roster of a contestant after the games had started. What does that mean? They've put Travis Kelsey in somebody's lineup after he had scored a touchdown in a playoff game. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. The games had started already. They were putting players in who had scored already oh my God. into these people's lineup. <laughs> yeah, man. I, okay, the other side of... Okay, so the other side. Now we look at the other side of sports gambling, where I, a lot of people were worried that somehow the you know the big casinos getting involved would would make it dirtier. I like it's the 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 fact that big like the nobody wants there to be cheating uh, less than the big gambling houses, right? Like they they put a lot of so this is not a big gambling house. Um, like I, the NFL originally was going to charge uh, 
integrity fee or whatever to the to the casinos that were going to do online gambling with the the NFL. And I think they realized like, oh, okay, actually, there's more of a chance of us catching something now. Yeah. Um, than there was before because the gambling houses monitor this stuff with extremely sophisticated trends and everything. Yeah. Like, but with it, the fantasy, the daily fantasy stuff, it's not quite so regulated. The only reason they found this out is that another contestant in the contest noticed it that they were, you know, they were they were right there neck and neck with this team that had their lineup rejiggered. And yeah. if it hadn't got reported by this other team, it would have gone unnoticed. So that's 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 kind of scary. That seven, sounds, seven. It still sounds kind of dumb. Like I, had to, that doesn't feel like something you would get away with. No, it's anything it, computer wise. I feel like you can't get away with it these days. I mean, well, there's one thing every now and like we're, you know, the stories of people that like they steal a penny at a time, but yeah. like over you know thousands of transactions. That that I get. This yep. one, I like. It's it's Travis Kelsey. He's a he's the Swifty numero uno. Yeah, he's a, yeah. He's yeah. the first Swifty. Yep. Yeah. Seven. seven and eight. and eight. Yeah, we're done. We we. Uh, I forgot we have max picks. We got a guy. I didn't forget, but we needed to save a little time. So seven and eight will be max write, picks. Write yeah. that down in case nobody has come up with the first Swifty yet. Got, and, uh, right here. Like first lady, but for Taylor the first Swift. Swifty. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's first Swifty. It's a title. Capital F, capital S. I like it. All right. Um, Payne and Pendergast with you. Um, before we get to max picks coming up next, um, another team in the AFC South. That is thought to be one of the well thought coming into last season to be one of the better teams. Is there concern with this team about their foundational players moving forward that they will be sticking around? We will have that for you coming up next. But first, let's get to it. The owner and founder of Gallery Furniture, Mattress Mac, Jim McInvale, joining me for Max Picks, and we we do this each and every week. We got AFC NFC title games coming up this weekend, and Mac, I know you've got the big twofer promotion going on right now that. Certainly caters to Houstonians that love basketball and baseball. We sure do, Sean. It's a two-for promotion. If our own Houston Cougars win the final men's college basketball game April 8th in Phoenix, uh, and you buy a mattress right now, 4000 or a room full of house full of furniture, 6000 plus, get it delivered today, and the Cougars win it all, your purchase is free, free, free. And if the Cougars don't win it all, then your purchase carries over to another win-it-all promotion with our very own Houston Astros has been in the American League Championship Series the last seven years in a row, and just added an ace relief pitcher, the best relief pitcher of the game. So it's two for one. If the Cougars win, you get your money back. If the Astros win, you get your money back. Never been a better deal than that. Not with Josh Hader on the mound. There's never been a better deal than that for sure, Mac. Absolutely. All right, let's get to these two. Let's get to these two games uh, coming up in uh, this weekend. A couple games you can hear right here on Sports Radio 610, AFC and NFC title game. Let's start with Kansas City and Baltimore. In Baltimore, that's the early game. And Baltimore favored by three and a half. Who do you got? Six years in a row the Chiefs have been there. I was at the Kentucky Derby last year, and I ran into Patrick Mahomes. I said, man, you cost me a lot of money with them Chiefs. He said, well, you need to ride with us. I'm riding with the Kansas City Chiefs. I would have loved to have heard that conversation with Mattress Mack and Patrick Mahomes. Let's get to the NFC, Detroit in San Francisco. San Francisco, pretty substantial favorite here, Max. Seven points over Detroit. I don't think the uh, Niners are as blue as the blue blood as everybody thinks they are. And I like the uh, coach at Detroit. He grew up uh, about 40 or 50 miles from Texas A&M, went to Texas A&M, played professional football. I'm riding with these Detroit Lions. Love it. Dog, dog. Chiefs, Lions. So there you go. All right. So Max got the two dogs this weekend. Mac, tell the people about it again. You've never done a promotion like this before, the big two-for promotion. Two-for promotion, Gallery Furniture, best one-and-all promotion ever. If the Cougars win it all men's basketball, you buy a mattress, 4,000-plus, room full of household furniture, 6,000-plus. 
Take delivery. If the Cougars win it all, your purchase is free. If the Cougars don't win, your uh, purchase uh, goes right on to the fabulous Houston Astros for that world-class relief pitcher they've added this week. Cougars win, you get your money back. Astros win, you get your money back. What a deal. Come buy furniture at Gallery Furniture this weekend. Best bargains ever. Gallery Furniture delivers today. Yeah, delivers today. Nobody does it like Mattress Mac. Mac, enjoy the games. We'll talk next week. You got it, Sean. Thanks for calling. All right, you got it. Thank you, Mac. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. NC South kind of flipped on its head a little bit here. Um, in the last year, you know, the Texans uh, widely viewed as the worst team in the division for a few years there. And now I think the Texans situation, just big picture, is as good as almost any team in the NFL because you got the head coach, you got the quarterback, um, the GM has done a good job of finding some young pieces that make a foundation. The Texans are in, in real good shape. You got money to spend going into free agency. The Texans, I think, Seth, are viewed right now as what everybody, and you've pointed this out before. What everybody looked at the Jags as last year, like the Jags have become a bit of a cautionary tale maybe for anybody who's getting too hyped about, hey, yeah. the future's going to be amazing, and you yeah. find your quarterback, and this is it. Um, the Jags, Trent Balky, their GM, did his end-of-season press conference, did his media availability yesterday, which feels like a long lag time between doing his media availability and the end of their season. They didn't make the playoffs, but at any rate... And Trevor Lawrence was a big topic in this in this meeting. You know, what's the future of Trevor Lawrence? Is he going to get a contract? Here's what Trent Balky had to say. He said, quote, As far as Trevor and the long-term relationship with this team, there's no doubt in that. We're going to get something done at the appropriate time. End quote. Goes on mm-hmm. to say, I think Trevor had another learning year, right? Like how we all do when we're a third-year guy in this league. I think there are some areas where he made great strides in, and quote, what I will point out is that quarterbacks that are viewed like Trevor Lawrence coming into the league and then who have some success, generally speaking, the rule has been over the last several years that after year three, they get a contract extension. Kyler Murray, uh, Josh Allen, uh, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, uh, you know, I'm, I'm probably missing one or two here. 
but they've all and 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 I think there was a lot of talk coming into 2023 that well yeah after year three that'll be Trevor Lawrence yeah. and it, it, this does not sound like a GM who's ready to give his quarter not even close to me sound like a quarter a GM who's ready to give a quarterback a big contract extension yeah I don't um I don't know it, like when the time comes I, I guess that could just mean that they're in negotiations or or what have you uh I I think the biggest issue I would have if I were a GM looking at Trevor Lawrence was, all right, where was the growth from last year to this year? And, you know, it didn't look like he advanced in terms of being an actual NFL quarterback. He looked like a first read guy. The opponents were saying as much afterwards. And like, I take away his first read. You kind of, you got nothing there. And he's not, I, I know the injuries are an easy excuse. I don't know if Trevor Lawrence is athletic enough to justify not advancing as a passer like you could say well he's injured you know and it'll be different next year when he can run more and everything he's not he's not Jalen Hurts you know he's not he's not a guy that you feel really comfortable running the ball all that much he looks kind of awkward when he's running he might end up being injury prone I don't know but I yeah I guess I'm like I'm not gonna cry a river for the Jaguars if they've got some kind of quarterback no no he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that's gonna like threaten a hold in or anything though either if uh, oh no he makes enough comments about how football and this is the other thing football is not the most important thing in life sean is he uh, one of those guys is he a football is uh, they 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 all are at some point but you just you don't always have to say it Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. you don't always have to i i prefer my quarterbacks to have very little perspective on life but i'll allow it if you do uh, CJ, CJ, unfortunately, has some perspective on life. Sometimes I, I worry about it, but uh, maybe that'll change. You know, I am, maybe, he'll, maybe he'll grow less, uh, <laughs> less mature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it, CJ. Um, I hope they sign Trevor Lawrence to one of those deals. I'm not a big Trevor Lawrence guy. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, when, once, once teams sign quarterbacks to deals like that, the pressure really gets amped up on the general manager to be able to evaluate talent, yeah. find cheap talent, make their team a destination for guys that are willing to work for less, yeah. for the opportunity to win a championship. And it feels like the Texans are more that team right now in the division than the Jaguars are for sure. Look, Baker Mayfield um, threw for 3,500 yards, 26 touchdowns, and eight interceptions in his third year. Did not get that extension going into his fourth year. That's right. Um, and made, the pl- was, made the playoffs and won a playoff game too. By yeah, the yeah, like they, yeah, and in um, Cleveland. so that that was a that was a topic of conversation that year going into that season. Mm-hmm. And Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield seems like the kind of guy who might be most likely to raise a stink about being in that situation. And I mean, ultimately, he ended up injuring himself trying to tackle. Was he trying to tackle JJ Watt? I think he was. I think yeah. he was trying to tackle. Yeah. J- it felt like he was a man. We may be all conf- the Will Levis type things to do. We may be conf- <laughs> we may be conflating that with a different Baker injury. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Like the next year he did right. Like again, they were playing Arizona. It was when JJ was on Arizona, I think. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. So, uh, yeah. Let's see. JJ Watt strip sacks Mayfield at the 47 yard line. Um, <laughs> and then I think, and then and then uh, Baker tried to tried to tackle him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, JJ afterwards said he probably wasn't feeling too dangerous the first half. Mm. Quote fire quote from JJ. Okay, wow. Okay, well that's. Oh no, stick. that was when JJ was was with Houston. I don't remember that at all. Okay, I think JJ got hurt trying to tackle somebody and hurt his okay. shoulder. At any rate, 
Um, enough of JJ. Back to Trevor Lawrence. So Trevor Lawrence, uh, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, Trent Balky basically saying, "Yeah, learning year for Trevor." L-. I just I feel like Trevor, Trevor Trent Balky saying things about Trevor Lawrence that you're, you don't necessarily say about someone you're going to give two hundred fifty million dollars to in the next. Oh no, he's not saying like, "Yeah, we love him, we need him, we want him. He is our guy forever." He calls it a learning year and says he made great yeah. strides this year. He didn't do the little heart thing did that not. Travis Kelsey does. He, he to did Taylor not. Swift or he anything. did not at all. Nope. Um, he also so, talked. Yeah. Okay. So then, in that case, then you're a little bit worried that they won't give him that extension. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, I look. I. Th- this is my point. I think the Texans are in a great spot in the division right now. That was your main competition. Is your main competition right now? Probably Jacksonville. I would think. Yeah. Indy's. You know, we'll see what Anthony Richardson is in Indy, and Tennessee is going to be trash this year. I firmly believe that. Um, I don't know that there's a bad scenario for the Texans because either the Jags bail on Trevor Lawrence and they have to start over again or the Jags commit to Trevor Lawrence and and I don't think they're going to bail on Trevor Lawrence like Trevor will play out his rookie contract and then they'll make decisions on him um but I I just don't feel threatened by the Jags I guess is what I'm saying they can commit to him I think that's great if they don't then show me what their solution is at the quarterback position it's a team that's he, uh so he kind of um that's what he said about Trevor Lawrence this is what he said about Calvin Ridley Calvin did some good things. I love Calvin Ridley. He's all ball. You guys and gals that were able to see at practice, he said gals, uh, that he loves to practice, loves the game, loves to play, and loves the game. That sounds like he loves Calvin Ridley and hates Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to read these uh, these quotes. Calvin's yeah. a free agent, too. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's a free agent, too. Would you say that trade worked out for them, the Calvin Ridley trade? I mean, They, they didn't give up much, did they? They didn't, much was... up, they didn't give up much at all, but the yeah, team backslid was... and... Was- yeah, I, I think that it was. Um, it's weird. I don't know. He didn't. He didn't do what people were afraid he'd do when they saw the highlights of him in training camp. And then somehow him sitting out, not with an injury, but just because he gambled, uh, was the excuse for it. I'm not buying that. I think. I think there's a little bit maybe a bit of a pattern of all right, guy that couldn't figure out the rules uh, also is a guy that is not going to live up to his potential. Yeah. They mentioned Josh Allen in here, too, and I'm bringing this up because I think there's a lot of Texan fans out there that would be interested in bringing Josh Allen in if they don't bring Jonathan Grenard back. Balky is pretty confident on the Allen front. Um, he says that Josh will be a Jaguar. They haven't begun contract talks yet, however, but Balky says, quote, those negotiations will start. I know Josh wants to be here. I know we want him to be here. Can we come to a number that works for everybody? That's the key. I'm going to tell you right now, like Josh Allen is, if he doesn't sign a deal, he is getting franchise tag. That's how I read that. Josh yeah. will be a Jaguar. Like you can, you can emphatically say that when you have the franchise tag available to you. Yeah, there's very few edge rushers that are who, have, unless they have injury issues or you've got extreme salary cap issues that uh, that end up on the open. They hit the market. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's why Mario Williams, honestly, Mario Williams hitting free agency that year still remains kind of a an oddity in NFL free agency history. Yeah. That's how he became the highest paid. Like He wasn't the best defensive lineman at that time, but he was the highest paid because he actually hit free agency. Yeah. Like nobody, edge rushers like that hardly ever hit free agency. And yeah. I wonder how much J.J. Watt had to do with that. That was after J.J.'s rookie year. Um they had a lot of Connor Barwin was, and Brooks Reed and well, and Arian Foster had gotten paid. Like there was just a lot of they had to let go of. I mean, that was why Eric Winston left too. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I mean, like there were different levels of guys who had to leave. And free, like Eric wasn't you know at the same caliber as um, Mario Williams, but still they just they, they had, had to, to move make on. those hard decisions. Yeah, yeah, they had to move on. They had to pay Matt Schaub. Okay. 
They did. They had to, Sean. They had to. <laughs> they had to. And then a year later, he's throwing pick sixes everywhere. Uh, all right. So, yeah, the um, the Jags being in a little bit of disarray. That's, that's, uh, that's good news for me um, right there. Uh, let's see. Text message here. 713-572-4610 if you want to get in on the text page. Uh, Dave Canales is awesome. This is the new head coach of the Panthers. He bought me Panda Express at the airport one time, just being nice because I was in line behind him. That's from Irwin. Oh wow! Do we believe that the Dave Irwin's Canales a, or Irwin's a guy our age too? It's not like he, he was just buying it for some kid, you know, that looked like he needed the money or something. He was buying it for an Irwin who looked like he needed the money. Have you ever had sure. anybody? <laughs> have you ever had anybody anonymously buy your meal or buy something for you at the grocery store or anything like that? Uh, just the the drive through. I've had it before. Okay. Like the yeah. person in front of you said oh, that yeah. guy. Yeah. Okay. I always do. I'll do. I'll pay it back too, but I always check first. Like if it's like a a van, if it's a church van or something, yeah. like uh, I check the denomination, you know, and then uh, maybe <laughs> I will, maybe I won't. <laughs> Not buying for these Lutherans. <laughs> I was so bad. I want to send them a thank you for doing it, and then it gets awkward because I'm like, well, can you show me their credit card so I can get their name? And, uh, and send them a thank you? Like, no, sir, I'm not going to share their credit card information. Oh, come on. Come on. There's, just... one, there's one person that comes by the pregame show every week that's interested in um, – he's probably listening right now, huh? mm-hmm. so I'm just going to come out with it. Uh, he's intrigued by one of the women who work for the Texans, and he continues to ask me to get her name, and I'm not going to do it. No. Uh, the guy... <laughs> And every week, you're like, hey, hey, did you get her name? I go, ah, not yet, man. Nope, nope. I, got it. Hey, I don't on. know why I didn't flat out hold refuse. I'm, just, I'm not going to do it. He's still asking? Yes. <laughs> okay, how many times do you have to ask before? Like, I don't know. Well, you know, it's my fault because I kind of, it's one of those things I didn't quite know how to respond at first. I was like, ah, I don't know. Yeah, I'll find out. I'll figure it out. And, like, it's, and I didn't think anything of it at first. I thought maybe he just wanted it. He was curious about who it was because he recognized her or something. And then yeah. maybe after, after after two to seven times, I thought, <laughs> all right, maybe this might be a bit much. Probably I, a little something, actually. I got <laughs> to go give that lady an alert. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Payne and Pendergast with you. It is a football Friday. Um, top of the hour, we'll dig into some of the storylines for the AFC and NFC title games. Bunch of Texans nominated for awards. We'll handicap these, but also the other awards that they are that there are no Texans. Who would our vote be for some of these? Uh, MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year. I have a vote that may be unpopular for that one. Um, that is next. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, 
Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, NFL honors coming up in a couple of weeks, and the Texans, this is fun having the Texans back nominated for awards. This is cool. C.J. Stroud, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Will Anderson, nominated for Defensive Rookie of the Year. They've got the five nominees for each of these. Um, C.J.'s going to run away with his. Um, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, Joey Porter Jr., Kobe Turner, and Devon Witherspoon of Seattle. Those are the... Those are the uh, the five nominees. I actually feel decent about Will getting that thing. I, th- I think the I think the late surge here um, and the you know kind of the others falling off a little bit. Yeah, I, I, f- I feel decent about Will winning that one. Actually, yeah, I think uh, the the Texans as they as they approach the playoffs, they became more and more of a darling. And then because it is a regular season award, it's interesting that um, the final regular season game against the Colts, Will Anderson didn't, ha- didn't have a really prolific night, but they talked about him on the broadcast a lot. People were made aware of his stats and all of that other stuff that goes into it. So I think if you you play in prime time and when you're talked about, it almost it almost doesn't matter what the actual performance on that given night is. It brings a certain more uh, a shine and a veneer to you that that wasn't there before. Well, it also brought attention to the fact that he was playing hurt. You know, yeah. and I yeah, think that's you know, I think yeah. that, that probably yeah. factors in with some of the voters. You know, yeah. either either because they'll give him a pass or because he's you know toughness. He's displaying he's, toughness. He's playing hurt. Well, meanwhile, Jalen Carter, I'm sure, was playing just fine, except that he was on a team that was falling apart at the seams. Uh, the the Philadelphia Eagles. So I that might have been enough to push Will Anderson over the top. Yeah, um, the five finalists for MVP of the league: Josh Allen. Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy. I think, you know, Seth, in a weird way, and maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm being disrespectful to the players. In a weird way, these five finalists for MVP indicate just how weird and kind of wide open of a year it's been. I think Lamar Jackson's going to win it pretty handily. But you look at the other contestants, Brock Purdy, Look, Christian McCaffrey's a nominee too. So Brock, Brock Purdy is the classic. He might not even be the most valuable player on his own yeah, team. Yeah. Dak Prescott, they want to run Dak Prescott out of Dallas. He had a good regular season, but he failed in the postseason. Josh Allen's OC got fired halfway through the season. He's a finalist for most valuable player in the league. Well, the, the OC got fired, and yet it was it was in a, that's how weird the Bills were. Right? It was extremely strange. Just weird because the Bills were at the top of a lot of categories offensively when Ken Dorsey got fired. It was just when it came down to a lot of the situational things and like how you performed and versus good. Like it was weird. It was, it was, it was a very, very weird year and it remains weird for quarterbacks in that I think two things are happening. One is the league is very much realizing and figuring out, okay, with these new passing rules, wide receivers are more important than they used to be. Like, I feel like you can take advantage of having what they've always been important, but now you can really, you can elevate a quarterback up and beyond what you thought he was. Like they've done with Tua Tunga Vailoa mm-hmm. with really good wide receivers. So I think there's that. And then the other, and this is, this still annoys me. I like, I don't understand how rushing touchdowns aren't on the standard stat line for quarterbacks now, by now. Right. Cause like Lamar Jackson, I've just seen so many people like stack his stats up next to other quarterbacks and leave the rushing touchdowns out or leave rushing yardage out. You can't do that anymore. Mm -mm. Like you're, you're showing me the passing stats. You're not showing me the quarterback stats. If you leave out the rushing yardage and the rushing touchdowns, because that's where like Lamar Jackson is just flat out. 
more lethal and dangerous than any of those guys because he's more lethal and dangerous with his legs. And he's also like, and now this year he can tie it together with a passing game that's way more sophisticated. So, uh, like, that's the one guy out of those five, well, out of the quarterbacks there where I feel like, yeah, that guy had an MVP caliber season. Yeah. You know? I yeah. Mean, Dak, I feel like Dak, Dak had a few games that were kind of robbed from him by his own defense where he had game-winning drives, but there's too much time left on the clock. For When you've got a defense that's supposedly one of the best in the league, you should be able to get a stop at the end, and yet they couldn't. So I feel like he um, – I, I think the – the narrative on him wasn't quite as good as it could have been if his defense had held up. Who's your pick? I'm really curious about this with you as a former defensive player, and since there's a bunch of defensive linemen on this finalist, or at least three of them, uh, Deron Bland, cornerback for the Cowboys who had a jillion pick sixes this year, Max Crosby, Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, T.J. Watt, defensive player of the year. Who would you Who would you vote for? Not who do you think is going to win. Who would you vote for? Who's the... Who was the best defensive player in your mind out of those guys this year? I'd have to look at Miles Garrett. I, you know, it's he fell off. I, he didn't fall off necessarily. He was getting a lot of pressures, and it's that classic like he was getting pressures but not sacks. But sacks are what people care about. But with him, I think his injuries were actually keeping him from completing the the deal. Um, but I'd probably go with Miles Garrett. Yeah. Who are the other ones? Uh, Deron Bland, Max. Oh, Cro- there it is. Sorry, I was on the wrong link. No worries. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Max um, Crosby, Michael Parsons, yeah. T.J. Watt for the audience. Yeah. So yeah, so you'd go Miles Garrett. Ah. Uh, I don't know if it's Micah Parsons or Miles. I kind of like Max Crosby if you if you want to know the yeah, truth. He, yeah, yeah, he annoys me. Uh, Micah Parsons. I'm gonna yeah. go with Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons. Yeah. I'll say this. Uh, you know, no, actually, no. I'm going with Micah Parsons for sure. Okay. I'm going back through my Rolodex of, uh, of games that I watched him play this year. Yeah. And, uh, and including in that playoff game, I know he didn't have any stats, but there were, like, he had a couple of the most phenomenal plays against the run I've ever seen where he didn't actually make a tackle. Uh, I, I just, I'm going to vote for Micah Parsons because I enjoy watching Micah Parsons play football. I do t- yeah, no, I do too. Yeah. I do too. I, I'll say this. The two that are on here uh, that yeah. the Texans faced this year, Texans did a hell of a job against both of them. Miles Garrett, Laramie Tunsil, shut him down. And if you recall, back in week four with a makeshift offensive line that didn't have Laramie Tunsil out there, uh, T.J. Watt had two tackles and no sacks in that game. Good job, Houston Texans. The uh, favorite is Miles Garrett, followed by Micah Parsons. Okay, okay. Um, offensive Followed by T.J. Watt. Offensive player of the year. Tyreek Hill, Lamar Jackson, CeeDee Lamb, Christian McCaffrey, Dak Prescott. Who gets the Seth Payne vote for that one? Okay, so we vote. do that thing where they like the off- You get the MVP as a quarterback, but then there's an offensive player of the year who, even though the MVP is a quarterback, he's not the. They do that thing, right? Yeah, yeah. This is this, and I, there's two quarterbacks that are finalists for this, but it feels like it always goes to the the, the most valuable non-quarterback. On this is the award for yeah most valuable non-quarterback. Right. Okay, so it's not going to be Lamar Jackson or Dak. It's not going to be Dad. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey be yours. I think yeah. it's a fair choice. Led the league in rushing. Yeah. Um, Mine would be Tyreek. Awesome Mine would yeah. be Tyreek. I, I think Ty, like Tyreek. You know, Ty, Tyreek is the cheat code that unlocks that Miami offense. I, I've long thought, even when he was with Kansas City, that he's the most valuable non-quarterback in the league. So I'm gonna, until he's. Tyreek Hill does more individually for his offense than Christian McCaffrey does. I would, I could see your point there. Yeah, because uh, he does the like Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. Okay, you know what? Christian McCaffrey did the Kevin Durant thing, but you know what? 
Kevin Durant can be the MVP. I don't care. <laughs> well, he didn't choose to go to San Francisco, though. They traded him there. Durant consciously said, I'm going with that team that killed everybody this year. <laughs> okay, he didn't do it specifically the same way. But yeah. he went to the Bay Area he and did. he joined a team that was already really fair, good. Fair. Although not a championship. They yeah. didn't win a champ they hadn't won a championship yet. Um okay, my most controversial take that people are not gonna like. I don't think DeMar Hamlin should win comeback player of the year. No, I think a lot of people agree with you. He's a heavy favorite think, to win it. That's all I know. Because he failed to convert that uh, fake punt. In the game <laughs> well, the, the other voting day. was in before that. I felt That's like. That's funny. <laughs> I'm, not my vote. I, I feel like hey, you're going against 10 guys. Convert okay. the fake punt. Have you, you know that they called that to DeMar Hamlin thinking, like, yeah, this, it's meant to be. Yeah. This is destiny. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's, all, it's an awesome story, but he's not the comeback player of the year. He was inactive for most of the year. He played in like five games all year. Yeah. I'd vote for Joe Flacco. Like the Joe Flacco's, like off the couch, seen, under it's center. It's been a bad look. It's been a oh Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco yeah, 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 yeah. I would go for Joe Flacco. Yeah, yeah. I it's been a bad look for the sports sports writers' intelligence level oh. this year because I've seen multiple different articles say that Demar Hamlin literally died on the field. <laughs> look, you just his heart stopped. You when sons you, of when bitches. You die, he you didn't die. literally yeah. die on the field. Yeah. <laughs> he just, it was, you're you're diminishing. You're making me. You're making me get you on a technicality on what is otherwise a heartwarming story. Hey, do we know if the clown that voted a fifth place vote for the MVP last year for Demar Hamlin, the Buffalo Bills training staff for MVP, still has their vote? Do we know? I, 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 do we ever find out I who that was? I would imagine he does. Remember I that? You remember so. that last year where like they list all the votes yeah. at the end of the year, like all the first through fifth, first through fifth place votes for MVP, and somebody yeah. gave fifth place to Buffalo Bills training staff. <laughs> oh, to the training staff. The training staff. Oh, yeah, yeah, like because they yeah. revived Demar Hamlin on the field, and it's an amazing story. But when you're doing that, you're making the story more about you of, than about you are. You. Yeah. Of the, of the multiple different ways that you could honor that training staff yeah. without actually bringing like, like undue scrutiny to the whole situation and turning it into a negative. Yeah. 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 There's other things you can do other than that. I'm, that's one of the common, that's a, that's a little tactic that scoundrels will use. Yeah. They'll try to do, they'll do something and then act like that was the only way to do something nice. Right. You know, that, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the, <laughs> okay. Have you seen the videos where people take the uh, the videos like at these college spring games where they let some like little eight year old kid run a touchdown in with all yeah. the players like chasing him, like pretend yeah. chasing him and stuff? <laughs> and they're saying, Demar Hamlin, what the Buffalo Bills were looking for on that fake punt. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> they were hoping the other side. They should have done <laughs> let him They should have played a tribute right beforehand or something. They're gonna, you know? let, they're gonna let him score or that let was... him convert the first down. <laughs> I have no idea it if that's mean cool. or no. I feel like he needs, you know what he deserves? He needs some kind of special recognition for like coming back and playing for the year and all of that. Yeah. It's, uh, it is. Like, I do, I don't like it being, it's, it's unfortunate because he might himself kind of feel like, listen, I, if I'd come back and balled out or something, then sure. But this is actually kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Like, please just settle the hell down. I'm about the integrity of these awards, man. Like, it's, yeah. uh, you know, you got to play. You got to play in at least a few games if you're going to win comeback player of the year. You know what? Slightly different, but I believe this more and more as I get older. Mm-hmm. I hate it when a child wins Best Actor at the Academy Awards. Oh, I, I hate it. Yeah. I don't know if it's happened in a while, but even when I think about it with that little that little kid from the, the piano or, or anything like that, like, man, there's actors up there who have, like, 
sacrificed everything for years. Right. Like, gone through whatever the hell, like, a lot of women in Hollywood have to go through to, uh, to, to make it. And just, uh, and then all of a sudden, some little eight-year-old gets to prance up on stage and mm. talk about it. It's, it's been her lifelong dream to win an Oscar. I don't like that at all. I'm going to boo it. I'm going to boo it the next time I go to the Oscars and a kid wins it. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I'm going to scar that child for life. <laughs> I've never really thought about it, but you've talked me into it. You're right. I like, Oh, yeah. it's the worst. Yeah, I've never it's, thought it's about a, that. It's the absolute worst. I've been Some t- little kid who's a prodigy, you know, like gets puts a couple of and they don't even have to work the same hours as everybody no. else. They're only allowed to be on the set like 4 hours a day. No. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm with you on this. I've been so busy campaigning against DeMar Hamlin for comeback player of the year. I lost sight of how annoying it's, these little child actors are. Yeah. It's like it's like giving a it's like giving a, a kid the Nobel Prize for winning the math Olympics or whatever in, in ninth grade. <laughs> I love this. All right. Um, the mathletes. Yeah, the mathletes. Uh, Payne and Pendergast with you. It's a football Friday. All right, AFC, NFC title games. Let's dig into these in the next segment here. Bigger game, bigger legacy game, Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson coming up on Sunday. That and a whole lot more on these games is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.